Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I am under-caffeinated, Mark Hyde. <laughs> and on today's <laughs> episode, it's actually a part one of a two-part episode. Oh, two-part. And the episodes are going to be, uh, what is the Trinity and why do we believe it? It's going to be a pretty intensive uh, couple of weeks here. So, uh, Mark, you ready? Buckle up. Let's go. Let's go. What so, is up, good sir? What's going on? Um, my voice is shot. You know, so I can't get much louder than this today. Th- this is, and I'm gonna be probably slower than normal. Uh, so people have been praying for this day. I'm on, uh, I'm on a like I'm tired, but I'm awake, and so I'm kind of like down low. Maybe maybe we're a little under caffeinated today. Yeah. Maybe by next week we'll be a little. Maybe we'll be bouncing off the walls. Maybe I don't know, man. There's there's a bug going around. I mean, okay, so time of recording, we just got the massive snowfall. Yep. What was it? Did we get it? Did we get a total of a foot? I know some places I know. did. I have the no first idea. day of snow, we got six inches. Second day, we got four. And I don't know what we got today, but we've had a lot of snow dump in Michigan area. I didn't even think it was supposed to snow today. It wasn't. It was not supposed it just to came snow. Came out of nowhere. It just showed up. And so whenever the first snowfall comes, I I just get my. It's the it's pressure probably, change. Yeah, that's so that's and so I uh, I mean I felt like I wanted to sleep all week. Last yeah. week was Beth. Beth was struggling last mm. week. This week is me. So but there's also junk that kids are bringing home from school and yeah. I basically lost my voice you. on Wednesday, Thursday in terms of just it's any power in the voice. So right now I can't I like I can't do my like you know my like my, my upper registry. Voice. I can't do my podcast. Did voice, you so. know did this you is, this is just Mark did talking you see tonight, we, guys. We got a comment on YouTube about uh they like to show their only pet peeve is that stop doing the podcast voice but what does that but even what they mean? don't realize is like this is just my normal voice which maybe like, people like this but you know but i it, don't have a podcast but, but we just had this conversation about a, a project you're working on where well when you're yeah, recording but, just audio you got to put so much inflection into it yeah to be, because you can't to be excited body language like i mean there's some podcasts out there that are great content has great sus like substance, but they're very monotone. But they're so monotone and not excited. I'm like, I can't listen to this. So Daily like, so like my business it. coach, when you listen to him talk, because he's so excited, I get excited. Yeah. And so I'm like, if Lee's excited about this, then maybe I need I to can't get on board say with this, that any know? podcast that where they've been overly excited gets me excited. But that's again difference in personalities too. So, uh, but no, I mean, as far as a podcast voice, I mean, your voice, you, yeah, you get more energetic, but it's yeah. not. It's your normal voice. This yeah, is my normal voice. Turned on. We just get we just get energetic. Yep, that's, that's really all it is. But anyways, and so, but if you listen to like my other podcasts, that one I actually have a signature voice that I do for that podcast, and it takes and a lot of energy. Let's get ready to podcast. No, Beth always cracks up because like like I'll come upstairs and I'll, like I'll say something and she'll just look at me. I'm like my podcast voice is still on, isn't it? And she goes, Yep. And I'm like, Yeah. I'll turn it off. Yeah. Because when I have my podcast voice, I'm talking at you. I'm not just normal sure, conversing because sure. I've been talking for a while. But anywho, but we are here. There it is. That's a podcast voice. We are no, but I but normally it's anyways, higher. Anyways, here but, we are here. But normally it's like higher, like up in my head, and I can't get out of my throat voice. So anywho, but we're here. We're hanging out. We're gonna we be talking are. about the Trinity. It's gonna be an intense for two weeks. A ten, uh, well, see, originally I was gonna say let's cram it into That's one what week, I thought, and I'm like, man. throw some audibles out there. If we cram there. it into one week. It's going to be like an 80,000 foot view. <laughs> and I want to bring it down to at least 30,000 foot At least 30,000. Um, and then and actually we're going to we're going to dip into like the 5,000 foot view in 2 weeks. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to dip our toe well, into one point of it. In one point, yeah, which we're going to cover slightly in the next two uh, these next two weeks we're going to we're going to touch into that pool that we're going to dive into more into. But weeks. I got a bone to pick with people though. Ooh. I got a bone to pick with people. So so every single time we drop a two-part episode Part one always has a butt ton of downloads, and then part two never quite has enough. Fizzles out. Yeah. Okay. There's some. There's my podcast voice. There we go. So, um, like in terms of security, part one, part two. There's a 600 download difference. Well, there's also the there's two. also a week between them. Yeah, so I know. I mean, but then, like, but like this one, there's like 300 downloads. So it's just it's always like part one. Like does every better. time does we've better. ever done two part episodes, part well, one always gets the most downloads. I, I, so I want to ask people to come back next week. I think I split it in, in a way that. If you really want to find out where everything's at in the Bible, you're going to have to come back next week. <laughs> I mean, we're going to cover some stuff today, but most of it is going to be next week and why we believe what we believe. So we're going to kind of go over what the Trinity is today and where some of it's found out in Scripture. And the next week is going to be like 
why do we believe it? I love it. But before we do that, we jumped into our Facebook group right before we started recording. We did. did. And people are curious. It's November 18th. So this is like two months down the road. So if you're listening Uh, to this, you're going like. This is in January sometime. Yeah. Yeah, So if you're like, oh, I got to jump in the Facebook group and be part of this. Nah, bro. You already missed it. You already missed it. That's on the bingo card. It is on the bingo card. <laughs> data, so, data recording. Data recording. So, but on data recording, I jumped in the Facebook group, and which which I t- tend to do every single week is like, hey, uh, what fun wait, stuff should we talk about? Let's take that back. You said every single week? Well, every time we record. Let's take that back. How often do you jump in the Facebook group? Like every 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, now we're now so, we're but but, but I, I before we record, I like to say, hey, does anyone have any fun questions for us to banter sure, about? Yeah, because yeah. it's a lot of fun to answer your guys' questions here on the show. And it's questions that um, they want to get to and know. And I us, used so. and abused my admin privileges because I tagged everyone. So every single person that's in our Facebook group, all 500 people ooh. got notified. Hey, Mark tagged you in a post. And they're like, oh, what is it? Bad form. And Bad so, form. Like, I hate it when my like the, all these Facebook I'm part of are always like, at every Everyone, everyone, I'm like, shut Typically, up. I'm not, when that no. happens, I like unfollow that. Exactly. Page. So I used and abused it, but we have heard, we like, there are some people that we have not heard from in a while, Perfect. names that we have not seen that I am very, right. very thankful well, let's to get actually to it. see. Let's get to it. Oh, okay. So we're going to start with our friend, Jim, our Jim. boy, Jim. Jim we love Jim. Which can I say, Jim, you got the coolest ministry ever where you just literally use the tools and the trades that you picked up over the years to help people and like with their house projects. That's, That's just awesome. stupid cool. So, um, he asked us though. For drinking coffee, would you rather drink out of a ceramic cup or a vacuum sealed cup? Mm. So I'm guessing like ceramic, like a normal travel mug versus like an insulated, like stainless mm. steel mug. Or is it like on the go? Like a Yeti versus like a, a, a Starbucks Like the plastic No, like the, no, like a Yeti, like the stainless steel vacuum well, right, sealed. Well, right, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm Vers- comparing the two. Versus uh, like. This is ceramic. This is ceramic. Right, but they, it's like Starbucks has got the nice ceramic travel mug yeah i've got them yeah. upstairs but yeah so that's what i'm saying i, I, I choose ceramic all day i'm a ceramic guy and only because i like the warmth on my hands yes especially in these cold months i like the warmth on my hands it's like ooh, this is nice and then you sip and you're like so it's warming your body and the inside but here's your- the other thing too so all the coffee i drink it tastes better as it cools. Yes. And if it stays in that stainless steel vacuum sealed clothes, I feel like it almost... It loses its flavor. It almost burns itself. Well, see, yeah, it loses you know? its flavor, I think. I just That's just me personally. Anyways. Speaking yeah. of flavor, what are we drinking tonight? This is really yummy. Oh, we're going to go into the coffee. Well, talk. we're going to go back to Facebook, right, but I'm so more just like, fast. hey, Jim asked, and if we so, deliver. We um, deliver, baby. As some of you know who have reached out asking if we, they could get a hit of that good old RTC coffee, I have not roasted or had time... Um, to roast in the past few months between work and podcasting and this project that you always got a passion project man dated recording that i'm working on that hopefully i will have done in time you've been you've been working hard on hopefully everybody's heard uh, you've had multiple pet projects yes lots of pet projects going on for in a good way in a good way for the podcast so coffee has been on the back burner for a little bit um but uh so i have store-bought and um i ran across uh frederick's from meyer and they had a, a butterscotch toffee-flavored coffee. And typically, Mark and I are not flavored coffee guys. Nope. I but want the I coffee s- to be its own I flavor. S- I smelled 100%. it. 100%. I smelled it, and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And this I'm like, in love with it. This is good. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have a Meyer near you. grocery store coffee, man. If you have a Meyer near you, Frederick's Butterscotch Toffee Coffee. Mm. Now, there is a Christmas coffee that I buy every Christmas. It's... Uh, Santa's White Christmas from Barney's down in Florida. Mm, okay. So I bought that. Beth hates it, so it's all me. Perfect. It's all me. All right, so speaking of coffee, we got another coffee question. All this right, one comes from our, our boy Anthony. He says, what's your least favorite coffee drink? That is a good question. Mm. Anything with mocha. I don't like anything mocha in my coffee. Mm. Like mocha fraps or See, mocha this but, but what or like, mocha that. But what no, about a I white chocolate mocha? No, I don't. You don't like it? I'll drink See, it. I like the mochas. I'll drink it, but I don't. I don't like chocolate in my. I, I, like, I like if there's chocolate notes, but don't, don't put any actual. But this. But then again, I'm lying because I also uh, really do enjoy. But listen, listen. I also do enjoy like a cafe au lait with like Irish cream, not like the actual liquor, but like the flavoring, um, and like a little bit of ch- like chocolate syrup in there just to give it a little something. Sure, that's a good hit. But so, like mocha, like I don't like mocha things generally. The only thing, the only type of coffee beverage i am not a fan of and i've tried several different types is anything that is like supposed to be like alcohol like 
flavored like bourbon barrel coffee. oh okay the I, actual flavoring of the beans then well or they like store the coffee beans in like an yo, old oak but, barrel yo, and, but 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 no. at, at chicory there's a bourbon street latte no, i can't do it man that is freaking glorious I, I do not like those and i do not like any coffee with uh tasting notes of licorice because i, I just can't yeah do it. that's fair so that's where i'm at but mine's mocha I generally don't like things with mocha. mocha. I don't know. It's just it's it's that velvety chocolate flavor. See, but it's same with like the Peruvian coffee when it has too much of a velvetiness. But see, you like love it. it. Like me, it. I'm like me. Well, and I also drink a lot of black, just straight up black coffee. So to me, I mean, coffee's coffee. Oh, there's some really deep questions. Folgers in is terrible, but whatever. The best part of waking up is not having Folgers in your cup. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, so our our best friend Sabrina says, "What's your favorite chip flavor?" Chip flavor. This is a valid question, okay. the White House, because we're always looking for a new solid chip flavor. Okay, I've got mine. Okay, I got mine. Go ahead. Pringles, vinegar, like the vinegar and salt. Or what is salt it? And salt, salt and vinegar from from. Yeah. No, no, no. But not just any salt and vinegar. Pringles. Pringles salt and vinegar. So is I, so good. If we're going by brand, yeah, we're going brands, okay. homie. First of all, I am also salt and vinegar. Yep. But I love the Lay's, the Lay's salt and vinegar chips. Those are those are right, but they because ain't no Pringles, bro. They're extra vinegary, and I love vinegar. Now, have you ever had the dill pickle ones from Lay's? Yes, those I are have. pretty yummy. They are pretty good. Now, they're best good. right now is uh, Southern Sweet Heat Barbecue is one of my favorites from Lay's. But Beth has been vibing with the sweet chili Doritos, the, the purple bag. Yes, she's been vibing so with that one. The, the That's sweet, really yummy too. The sweet barbecue I only like in the summertime. It's like a summer chip. To That's me. fair. It's just like oh, it just that's when I always ate it. Growing now, up, here's growing a here's up. a real fun question because Beth and I. But then like the sour cream and cheddar chips, like <laughs> the, the the ruffles, those those staples. Are yeah, those yeah. are staples. Yeah, those Now here's a fun question: Are you picky on your tortilla chip brand? No, I'm not a brand dude, man. See, I was not until Beth was like, "No, you're going to taste test all these dang tortilla chips," and she has one that she loves. It's I don't I, I think it's on the border. It's the on the border ones with like the the lime infused whatever. That one the kids are not actually allowed to eat. Wow. If there are any, if that is the only chip in the house, the kids don't get chips. Wow. Because it, when A, it's stupid expensive, but B, it is so good. Uh, Those chips right. are Next, so, one, so one good. One last question. Oh, we need a good one. Oh, this is what we joked about. What is the most, and this is from, this is from Justin. We love me some Justin. Uh, he's, uh, Justin, you were the one that listened to us while you're mowing, right? You're, you're a mowing friend, I think, right? I think I, Justin I listens no to us while he mows. Um, all right, but he wants to know, what's the most overrated Little Debbie? That is a hilarious question. <laughs> Most overrated. I would say the Christmas tree. Shut up. Nope. Cake. Nope. You're muted. Nope. Fuller's not a part of this show anymore because them white, the, the chocolate ones ain't good, but then white ones? Oh, my goodness. Okay. There you go. You're back in. They're overrated. They're the same. Thing. Nope. Nope. You're muted again. <laughs> No, but okay. So they're you know, the same as the zebra cake. So There's I have zero not been difference there yet. But remember Caracas Bistro right there on um um uh, is, is that Edison? Is that on Edison? I think it's on Edison. Everyone listening doesn't give a rip. But it's the place that is like the milkshake and then has the ice cream on top of it, and like the brownie and all. I've this. heard of it. But we talked about been. it on the show. Yes, I've never been. They have a signature one now using that Christmas tree, like the little Debbie Christmas tree. It's like a Christmas shake with ice but, cream with the little okay. Debbie on top. Okay, tell and me, it looks tell like me, it looks like closed arteries ex, in a cup. Explain to me what the difference is between the zebra cake and the Christmas tree zebra cake. They're both glorious. I know. I but love. What's them. the difference? Uh, one's got a big old jolly guy in the front, and then the other one's got a happy little zebra. But as front. far as taste, what's the difference? Uh, the only taste that I noticed, to be honest with you, is the the fact that one has like the sprinkles, so you just taste the sprinkles a little bit on your teeth. Okay, that's a texture thing. But me, I'm but... also I prefer zebra rolls over zebra cake. Yeah, you're a roll guy. But anyways, to me, it's no different. So therefore, it's like overrated. It's just like they oh well, let's do something overrated. festive. Overrated. But so, so you'd say that is the I most say overrated little the Debbie. O- most overrated. Yes, the, I would say the most overrated little Debbie is there is no overrated little Debbie because <laughs> it's little Debbie. You, What's wrong with little Debbie? Well. it just reminds me of our friend from Engetti, our Revive Fest now. Yes, Revive Fest, Debbie. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm like, where are you going with little Debbie? I'm like, I Matt? only remember like, Matt carry around. No, dude, I only Matt. remember her name because you said, oh, like little Debbie, dude. Matt, what you need to do next year for Revive Fest is walk around with a fanny pack with little Debbies inside of it. But it has to be a cooler one because then it'll melt and get all kind of gross. And then you say, hey, thanks for coming to Revive Fest. Boop, here's a Swiss cake roll. Like you'd be legendary. Like guys, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should. But maybe hey, we guys, get I was at this box. festival and there's these really two creepy dudes that I thought were trying to get me in their van because they were offering me candy and, 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 and Swiss cake rolls. But they was I. And he ate them. He, he, he went back to the van and ate them. 
<laughs> oh, goodness. But, Anyways. dude, we have so many more that we can answer over in the Facebook group. So come back in the next couple of weeks, and we we'll might keep answer answering. some yeah, of your we're questions. We're going to keep going with them after after this week. Now, so. I will say there are some really tough questions in there that That's are right. not necessarily banter questions, but might actually be really good episodes. Well, maybe we'll banter just to like, maybe we'll hint at what our Yeah, but there's some there's some tough quick. ones that are more episode related or sure. more, I would say, counseling related more than banter. Sure. So, all but right. Anywho, but no, but seriously, guys, if you are on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, you're like, dude, you guys don't post there very much anymore. That's cause, it's because we're in the Facebook group, which well, I know is not the most millennial thing to do or Gen Z thing to do, but it's where we at. It's where our community's at. Yeah. All right. So the review today uh, comes from Addy underscore bug. Addie Bug. And she says? Addie Bug says, awesome men. You are all amazing. Aw. Thanks for doing what you do. Aw, thank you, Addie Bug. Addie Bug. So what happens when someone leaves a review, my dude? So what happens is, is typically people just leave the review and then don't contact us for their swag bag. Wait, they don't contact us? Why don't very, they contact very us? Very rarely they don't contact us. Why but you not? can contact us uh, either via DM, yep. messenger, yep. email, yep. text, and yep. all you got to do is say, hey, here's my name. I left the review, and uh, I would like a swag bag mm. if you're... Show me the money. Domestic only. Yeah, USA, USA because... Um, because shipping costs are through the roof, yeah. and we don't have a sponsorship. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, if you have left a review and you have not yet claimed your free mini swag bag, get a hold of us. Please do, because we want to hook you up with that. And right now, I'm just actually curious. At time of recording, we have 145 reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is... Oh, we just got a new one. We just I, got a new one. I just saw 144 this morning. Which is absolutely morning. awesome. And then Spotify, which um, episode 70 S- dropped yesterday. 170. What's that? Yeah. Episode 170, we had so many issues with dropping that stupid episode with Spotify, but it's finally up. I mean, it's, now it's been two months, so of course it is. But on on Spotify, we have 626 reviews. What happened? Wasn't it like last week we weren't even at like six? Did you know uh, what? not too long ago we were like, oh, yeah, we might by Christmas be over 300,000. Well, date of recording... November, we are, we are November. Th- I think we were at three hundred and six thousand downloads Ooh, plus. Three hundred eight point three thousand downloads. So we surpassed and 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 crushed our timeline because of you. So thank you guys for that. Nice. And we want to continue reaching more people. So here's what you could do to help out the show. If you have an episode that you think was a real encouragement to you, Ooh. don't just put on your Instagram or put on your Facebook, which that, that's a good thing to do too, but also share it with a friend. Let's keep growing this RTC community and see what other cool things we can do, like maybe having the meetup at Revive Fest. That'd be where, fun. Where Beth can cook her meatloaf and Janiel can cook her, her chicken Dude, crack. I had meatloaf earlier this week, <gasps> by the way. Guess what? So I bought a smoker for Thanksgiving. And Beth is gonna make some make some make some meatloaf and she's gonna say, leave a little bit on the side. I'm gonna try to smoke it. Try to smoke me some meatloaf and see if smoke that works. Meatloaf. All right. It might taste really gross, so we're gonna try. Oh no. You, nothing tastes gross in a, in a smoker. Have you ever had smoked hard boiled eggs? They're delicious. Really? Oh, they're so good. Anyways, let's uh let's get on to the show. Diving in, I'm going deep. So Oh, remind me, I have a Stephen Curtis Chapman thing to show you next episode. But let's continue. All right. Let's jump in the episode. <laughs> Trinity. The Trinity. So actually, uh, we've fielded a few questions from a few of you guys, our listeners, mm-hmm. um, about the Trinity and why we believe the Trinity and uh trying to better explain the Trinity. And this question has come a lot, uh, like when I've done VBS. I get that question almost every VBS from some kid. Well, explain the Trinity to me. And it's like, okay, how, <laughs> how much time do you got? Buckle up, kid. Isn't that the hardest it's thing with long, kids? Oh, man. Like, my kids will ask me a simple question, and I'm like, um, so do you want the real answer, or well, do so you want the 10-second answer? My, my, that's that's the hard part, yeah. right? Because, like, do you want to spend your entire hour that you're supposed to be out playing games, and I can explain the Trinity to you? Or do you want me to just be like, like, do you want the philosophical and metaphysical like, explanation? Do you want the RTC hour and 15 minute, two weeks we in a row that. long episode? We can do that. <laughs> we, right here, right we're, now. We're going to do that. But anyways, so it, it's a question that I think that um, there are very, uh, very, there are very, wow. There are many, that's the word I'm there looking you go. for. I'm, uh, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> there are many uh, of you guys out there um, that I believe, um, believe in the Trinity, 
but can't explain it yourself. You know it's in Scripture, but you're not 100% sure where it's at. Um, where did the the whole Trinity idea and doctrine come well, from? I think it's just one of those traditions that, and I don't want to say tradition and use that term flippantly, but it's a, the Trinity is something that's been passed on from generation to generation as a core staple and tenet of the Christian faith. You yeah, know? and we're going to dive into that a little bit. Like even if for us so, as Southern Baptists, the Baptist faith and message Starts with the Trinity. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, well, I mean, look at the the creeds. It's in the I creeds. I believe in so. God, the Father Almighty, Lord, maker of heaven and earth, and his own, His only son, and right. then the Holy Spirit right. later. Yeah. Yep. So, so even in the creeds. So, okay. But we're, we're going we're gonna to not jump ahead of ourselves, and we're going to start at the beginning of what Rewind. is the Trinity. When somebody says Trinity, what are they saying? They say, I, I believe in the Trinity. So here... I've got a couple articles, just snippets of articles, and all these articles I would encourage every single one of you to go through and read, like go to our show notes and read all these articles because they're phenomenal. Anyway, so what is the Trinity? Uh, this one comes from gotquestions.org, our friends over there. Uh, it says, the Trinity is one God existing in three persons. Understand that this is not in any way suggesting three gods. Keep in mind when studying the subject that the word Trinity is not found in Scripture. This is a term that is used to attempt to describe the triune God, three coexistent, co-eternal persons who are God. And you're like, and your brain just went poof. And you're like, man, that kind of sounds polytheistic still, right? Because it's like three or gods just weird. coexisting. Or and just weird. And, and and we're next week, I think it's next week. Yes, next week, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's this we're week. Find I out can't what's remember. Happen. But uh, we'll, we'll get into talking about some, where people kind of uh, just totally took this idea and went straight with heresy with it. Like, just a hard left turn into whoa land. Um, into whoa, whoa land. Into whoa, whoa land. <laughs> but uh, uh, Desiring God says the doctrine of the Trinity means that there is one God who eternally exists as three distinct persons. You're going you're gonna to hear that all this language sounds very similar. Yep. Uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Stated differently, God is one in essence and three in person. These definitions express three cru crucial truths. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are distinct persons, and each person is fully God. There is only one God. Yeah, so to break that down is the fact of God the Father is God, Jesus, God the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but Jesus is not the Father, and Jesus is not the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not Jesus and the Holy Spirit is not the Father, and and there's but they a, are all God, and there's a headship role, right? Because uh, the the Holy Spirit does what the Son says to do, and the Son does what the Father says to do, right? Right. So there's there's a yeah. My Shia, kids are crying. Uh, yeah well, Shiloh's probably being put Sorry. to bed. Is probably what's uh, going on right now. Getting, he might be getting changed. He's got a little uh, ouchy ouch on his tush tush from diaper rash welcome yeah. to our life so, <laughs> that was nice i like, like that, that little we need to make that into a thing where you just hit that on the oh, soundboard geez. welcome to our life well there's your song for the day sabrina <laughs> um uh so anyways that totally threw me off so we're talking about and, and i want to i want to hone in on something here because you're probably still like okay it still sounds like three three gods it's three and, separate like gods. three and right. one it's three persons but one guy like i distinctly remember God saying, you will have no other gods before me. I am the only God. I am the true God. Like, there's all these Old Testament scriptures that talk about one God, one and, God. And even but Jesus talks about it. But too. you're saying there's three, Mark and Chris. You're saying there's three people and, and one God. That does, that's, how, does, how does that equal, how does all this three people equal one? That don't make no sense. One plus one plus one equal one? Yeah, that, that, no, that's not how it that's works. That's not how this works. So. That's I'll, common core math. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about something that uh, they said in Desire and God of God is one in essence. Okay, okay. so what's what's essence? So first we have to look at the Greek word ousia, uh, which is translated into English as essence. The essence of something is that which makes it what it is, the attributes that define a particular entity. There is a human essence made up of things such as mind, will, soul, and physical embodiment that make up human beings or make human beings human beings. Multiple human beings exist. Bob's essence and Jim's essence and Susan's essence are all fully human, but Bob and Jim and Susan do not possess the same mind, will, body, or even, the, or even though they each, each person has a human mind, a human will, and a human body. Uh, God has an essence as well, the essence of God, the divine essence. But the divine essence is unique, for God is the only divine being, and thus God actually is his essence. Uh, further, while we may distinguish uh, his divine attributes, we may not separate them. 
and the essence of God, his mind is his will, is his power, and so on and so on. Now, when we say God is the divine essence, we are really saying that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all divine in equal measure. There are real differences between the Father, Son, and Spirit, but the differences do not touch what makes God, God. Moreover, the essence of the Father is identical to the essence of the Son is identical to the essence of the Spirit. So, for example, each person does not have his own unique mind, will, or power. They all have the same mind, same will, and same power. Thus, the, the church has confessed that the Father, Son, and Spirit are... Uh, Homoousius. Yes, thank you. Yep, I was looking. I was waiting or, for that word. I love the word homos. The, the homoousius, or of the same essence. That's the Greek term for of the same essence. Uh, so that whole word vomit there because it, it that's is really what that was. It's pretty uh, theological, and that came from Ligonier Ministries, um, which phenomenal teaching. I've been listening to R.C. Sproul teach about the Trinity for all week now in preparation for this. Uh, very good teaching there. Um, so basically what they're saying is, is that though, like, um, you and I have a human essence, mm-hmm. we have a separate mind, body, and will, but God being divine and setting his own essence by himself, though he be three distinct has one essence, the essence of God, the same mind, same will, same body, the son, the father, and the Holy spirit all have that same essence. They, they all have share the same will. That's why it's right. and because the will of his father, that's where they, the, they follow the, the will of the son. I, and that's where I think uh, confusion is not the right word. I would say tr- uh, uh, to struggle. Yeah, <laughs> struggle. I seek to understand sure. how they all work together. Because right. there's some people who will believe that it's more of kind of like, um, uh, kind of like on a, like, like like on the stage. There's one actor, but then there's different scenes that they show up in. So like the Old Testament is God the Father, and then the New Testament is God the mm. Son. And so there's the God of the Old Testament, God of the New Testament, now the God of this current so, age. Yeah. Which is which what's what's that 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 theology called? That is our Ar- Ar- Oneness. Uh, yeah. That's oneness it's, theology. Yes. That's oneness theology. But it's not, yeah, that's that's which was complete, actually deemed as heresy. Complete as heresy. Complete heresy. Right, because it's not one God in three separate so appearances. This is, it's three separate persons. Yeah. Then there's also, and, and we're going to get into this later on, but like modalism, right? So, oh, yeah. yeah and, different and, modes. And yeah, yeah, different is, modes. Gosh, up in this, different modes. This yeah. is the common theme, and it's actually something that I used to believe as well until I dug into the Trinity more and understanding the doctrine of the t- Trinity. But it's uh, like, um, like God's like water. You know, he, he could be ice and liquid and vapor all at the same time but he could it's three different ways but it's all but God. it's all considered water but yes. the problem is, is they can't all exist at the same time right so but it, that's modalism, that, that's modalism right and that's same with it, same with the three leaf clover again yes and and you know what it was deemed as heresy as well by the church so. right no i mean i do want to say when, when people try to explain the trinity obviously people have always tried to use different things in their own yeah they're trying to make universe. it they're trying to make it understandable like because Saint patrick with the clover leaf well, that's what he that's how he explained it the best he could l- let's just be honest I mean, we'll start it off. I mean, we've kind of already started, but we're going to, uh, I'll just say it now. Um, the greatest minds, theological minds cannot fully explain the attributes of the Trinity. And they have tried since the um, early church. Like we have th- written there's, letter, letter. there's just some stuff that, that it's just, all right, well, God, I, I, I see it. I see that there is, you are a triune God. Um, you're one God, three persons, one essence, um, it's throughout scripture, but I don't fully understand it. And, and, and there's so many, even RC Sproul himself will say that. Uh, and I think that's where the, then the question comes in is, is it actually seen in scripture? You yeah, know, so, I think that's where the question so, is, is, yeah, is it actually in scripture and, or is that just a tradition that the church has passed on? From yeah. Generation and we want to get into it. And, and I mean, most people that believe in the Trinity are called uh, Trinitarius yep. um, or believe in Trinitarianism. Trinitarianism. Thank yep. you. <laughs> um, and so and what is Trinitarianism? It's the teaching of a God that is triune, that he has revealed himself to be three co-equal and co-eternal persons. So if you hear somebody say, uh, I believe in the Trinity or, hey, I'm studying uh, Trinitarianism, that's what they're saying. They're saying that I, I, I'm studying that God is a triune God. He exists I uh, revealed himself to to be three co-equal and co-eternal persons. Yeah, and maybe you'll talk about this later, but this is the, a big separation point between, I would say, Protestant Christianity. Not, not even as Protestant. Let me back that up. I would say Orthodox Christianity, Eastern Orthodox, Catholicism, Protestantism, uh, Anabaptists, all, all, all these groups. This is what separates this groups from 
like the Mormons, the Jehovah Witnesses, a lot of these other splinter groups, because a lot of these other splinter groups do not believe in the Trinity at all. Right. Actually, at all. Yeah. I mean, they think that. And so this is a big separation between, and, and so this is why a lot of people say that this is a pillar, a pillar of the Orthodox, it's a not state. Greek Orthodox, it's, a, it's whatever, a staple, but it is, it is a pillar of Orthodox Christianity. You must believe in the Trinity. Right. So the question then is, can we, is the Trinity even in the Bible? So, yeah. So let's look at where the doctrine of the Trinity actually comes from. You like so, how I set you up right there. You did. It's almost like you can read notes. It's almost like <laughs> I did read your notes. <laughs> actually, Sido, did you actually like, remember Janiel called you out on Facebook today? About you didn't pull that one VeggieTales song on top of your head. You had it in your notes. No, she didn't. No, did she say that? Uh huh. Oh, I didn't read that. I heard that she was. Uh, she called me out for not singing it by reading. She because oh, I read the lyrics. I oh, didn't sing it. Oh, gotcha. That's she what she was me saying. To, she wanted me to sing it. My bad. Okay, for a moment, we're back. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so where did the doctrine of the Trinity come from? So uh, the early Christians were living Trinitarians. And, and why do I say that they were living Trinitarians? Yeah, why do you say living Trinitarians? So, um, one, they they learned to pray to God the Father, right? So Luke 11, 1 through 4 says, He was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, uh, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. He said to them, whenever you pray, say, Father, right? This is the son mm-hmm. saying, say, Father, your name be honored as holy, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sin for we ourselves also forgive everyone in debt to us and do not bring us into temptation and so on and so forth. Deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the glory and the honor forever. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Luke 11 sorry, is a short sorry. version of yeah, the, of, it's a of, short of, version. Of the, of yeah. The prayer, yeah. So, and also we're reading the CSB, but uh, so, so they, they were, they were living translations because they learned to pray to the father. They recognize Abba, mm-hmm. Abba God, right? So we recognize when we're learning to pray, Jesus is telling us, Hey, pray to the father. So they, they learned to pray to the Father. And even Jesus, when he did pray, he prayed to the Father. Right. Not just in that moment, but in other moments, right. too. Correct, correct. So, But I, I'm speaking of just the early Christians, right? The disciples, they were the first Christians. Yep. Um, so they walked with God the Son. I mean, we, we know this. Jesus is the one that chose his disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but, I mean, even, even after his death, um, he still appeared to them and actually physically walked with two of his disciples on the road to Emmaus. And uh, that comes from Luke 24, 15 through 16. It says, and while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them, but they were prevented from recognizing them. And so uh, that, that's just a short thing, but we know throughout the gospel. The res- that was after that was his after, death, the resurrection. But, but so exactly. So you know, he was, you know, he was God at that point. So it, it, scripture says that, that he it was kept from them until after he left, and then they recognized that it was it was in fact Jesus, right? But the disciples were taught by the Son of God, the same Jesus that raised from the dead three mm-hmm. days later. So they they learned to pray to the Father. They learned to, they walked with the Son and learned from God the Son, and they were indwelled by God the Holy Spirit. So uh, Acts two two through four says suddenly a sound. Uh, like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house while they were sta- or where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames and fire that separated and rested on each of them. Then they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So right there, how they, 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 they were walking, living, breathing Trinitarians. That's what they were. They learned to pray to God the Father. They walked and learned from God the Son, and they were indwelled after the, the Son went to to the, to the Father by the Holy God the Holy Spirit. And if and, and you know, there's obviously the conversation between okay, well, the Holy Spirit didn't show up till Jesus was already gone. So sure. could they be just different versions of the same well, thing? But Jesus said would, it's better for me to go, so that way I can send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, right. to so, you. So that then we have to just say, okay, was God was God the Son? Or was Jesus God? Or because God can't lie, God is not a man that he should lie, right? right? So who so, the heck is God? Pr- so or who is Jesus, Jesus praying to? If Jesus is saying he's sending you a comforter and he comes back as himself, well, that doesn't that, that would make him a liar. He said he's sending the comforter. He's not he didn't say I am the comforter and I will come back to you. And you also he said see, I go to prepare a place for you. Yep. That's what he said he's going to do. There, there's a different in the role there. And so they're they're do, both doing distinct 
thing very distinct for that and there's also that level of we see the spirit of god in the old testament i'm not sure if you bring this up later but like the like uh you see in old testament time where it said the spirit of the lord was upon him oh yeah and they did this stuff we're gonna get into so it. <laughs> so it's the fact that god's spirit was even active in the old testament before sure. jesus even said yo he's coming yeah so yeah there's so much scripture i had to be so selective in and exactly that's how we do it it's a two-parter ladies and yes. gentlemen and that's even being selective but uh so the first christians were, were walking living breathing Trinitarians. Uh, the first Christians knew the Holy Spirit was a separate person from his own thoughts and will, right? So when the, uh, John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. This is, this is Jesus speaking to them. Uh, for he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. Uh, also, uh, the first Christians knew, uh, who intercedes for us with God. And that comes from uh, Romans eight twenty seven. 27. Uh, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And this is talking about Jesus. Uh, proving he is a distinct person from God the Father, since intercession requires at least two parties. No one intercedes with himself. Right? That's weird. So furthermore, a human can be forgiven uh, for blaspheming God, the Son, but not for blaspheming God, the Holy Spirit. And that yeah. comes from Matthew 12, 32. And it says, whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven of him, either in this age or the one to come. Isn't it funny how there's a distinction made there? You know, I never actually thought of that verse as being a distinction. I mean, obviously it is. Yeah. But yeah. normally we, we focus on the, it will not be forgiven him, and then we just look, right. forget just, everything else. So I just, again... I told you I listened to a lot of R.C. Sproul this week. They actually, uh, in Renewing Their Mind, he had a great episode on that scripture. And Renewing His Mind is the podcast that he does. Yes, Oh, did, because did. he's passed away. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, what else is there? Uh, New Testament writers mention all three persons of the Trinity together numerous times. Uh, Romans uh, 1, 1b through 4 says, And set apart for the gospel of God. Okay, so set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was the descendant of David according to the flesh and was appointed to be the powerful son of God according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. So we see God, right, the one who sent the prophets, which most of us understand to be uh, God the Father, sent Jesus, the son, and then uh, and then it, it, you can't say that Jesus, the son, was the, the power of the son of God according to the spirit of, the holy, of holiness, right? So it says, and he and was appointed to be the powerful son of God according to the spirit of holiness. So he doesn't appoint himself, right? That doesn't make sense. Nobody appoints themselves. To, to he testifies the about himself. He testifies. That's a difference. But not appointed. So Romans 15, 30 says, Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through the love of the Spirit, to dis- So, I mean, why, why is he saying our Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit? So we, we take that to believe um, that that's the Holy Spirit. The the Ruach Hashadash or whatever, however the heck it was. Hebrew. It's been a while since I've done that. Hakadash or... Uh, so the love of, uh, I'm sorry, where did I go? <laughs> the love of the spirit to strive together with me in prayers to God on my behalf. So through our Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the spirit to strive together with me to pray to God on my behalf. So he's, he names out, Paul names out two people there that help him strive to pray to God. Right, mm-hmm. which is separate than the two that's helping him. Yep, I'm tracking. So I mean, right now you're just making distinctions. All just, distinctions. Yeah, just just making the distinctions here. So Second Corinthians thirteen thirteen says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is this is kind of like a, a this was the end, I believe, of uh, chapter thirteen uh, when Paul was was writing that. Uh, so he, he gives he signs off as the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So, son, there's distinction. Father, Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians one three through six says, "We recall in the presence of a God, our Father, our God, our I'm sorry. We recall in the presence of our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor motivated by love, and your endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ." For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that He has chosen you because our gospel did not come to you. Uh, in word only, but also in power in the Holy Spirit. 
and with full assurance. You know uh, how we lived among you for your benefit, and you yourselves became imitators of us and of the Lord when, in spite of severe persecution, you welcomed the message with the joy from the Holy Spirit. So again, major distinctions going on there Mm -hmm. between Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God, our Father. Uh, So the early believers knew that the Father and the Son sent the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, another counselor, uh, to live in our hearts. This comes from John 14, 16 through 17, John 14, 26, John 16, 7. These mysteries were accepted fully by the early church as revealed truth, yet without a label, without the label of the quote unquote Holy Trinity. So this is, though they, they did not call it the Trinity, obviously we do not. And that's the biggest thing. And I, I watched, uh, uh, I'm trying to be careful however phrase this i watched a person okay. who is not of the faith but was attacking christianity and specifically the trinity uh hit on that and we're like well the trinity is never in the bible and that's how you know it's not true it's like well yeah the I word mean, the trinity have the name the word the trinity it, the doctrine of the trinity isn't in the, isn't in the bible but the doctrine of the trinity is in the bible it just doesn't say the doctrine of the Trinity. <laughs> right. I mean, there's also things that, I mean, language Just like change, sanctification isn't in the Bible. I mean, right. you know. and language changes and it evolves right. and it means certain things from different time periods. But, you know, the, the Holy Trinity, we call it the Holy Trinity in the same way that we don't like Holy Communion or the sacred, sacred Communion. That wasn't found in Scripture either for that specific title. But that's what it came to be known as is what we titled it to understand it better. Like right. they used to call it something different. Sure, they maybe didn't call it the Holy Trinity, but that's what we call it now to have a better understanding of it. Now, do you know, I mean, I actually don't know this, but do you know what they used to call the Holy Trinity back in the day? I have no idea. Or it was just Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I, I think that's all it was. I mean, it, it was, was God, just, this three just, in one. Yeah, it was just, hey, this is God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Spirit, the Spirit, all capitalized, or the Holy Spirit, right? Which is usually the distinctions, at least from what we see um, the Greek translated over into English. Yeah, I'm going to look it up while you keep going, So. Man. Uh, so now let's, let's take a little, okay. So, you know, Fuller, you've mentioned a lot of new Testament passages here, but you know, Hey, you still haven't convinced me of the oneness of of the oneness doctrine yet. But, uh, you know, cause God of the old Testament is different than God of the new Testament, right? Wrong. (laughs) Fun fact. The Holy Trinity was finalized at the council of Nicaea in 325, but it was actually talked about and, and spoken in the second century. I believe, I think I got that in my notes somewhere along these next two weeks. I'm not sure. Uh, there's so much. <laughs> when you do so much research, you forget what you put in and what you left out. Um, I know that one, so, buddy. So the Old Testament gave glimpses of the Trinity, and no passage of Scripture contradicts the doctrine. For example, in Genesis 1.26, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man or uh, let, let us make man in, in our image according to our likeness, uh, they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the uh, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. God says in the plural, "Let's let us make mankind in our image." Therefore, God declares that He was completely. Or God declares that He was completely alone when He created everything, stretching out the heavens and spreading out the earth by myself, quote unquote, which comes from Isaiah 44, 24, where, he, where Isaiah says, this is what the Lord, your redeemer who formed you from the word says, I am the Lord who made everything, who stretched out the heavens by myself, who alone spread out the earth. So in this first part, we see that before God created anything, he was by himself. And when he started creating things, he said, let us make match. It was a plural form. And I forget what the plural Hebrew uh, is it, uh, You're asking the wrong bro it, it for may, this one. I, I may have it in next week's. I can't remember. It might be in. I think it's in next week's uh, episode where we actually get into some of the the, uh, the Hebrew of it. Okay. Um. Uh. But it's a plurality, right? So it's it's let us may not 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 let me, but let's let, let us. us. So who the let heck is us? us? Right. So you got to figure. Okay. In the Old Testament, he's saying us. Well, us could be two. Us could be three. Right. And who is us? Four, if, but if he's only one. Is there? But even in the Old Testament, again, he says, "I am the Lord your God," and there are none. Right. And other we'll get into me. this in a couple different and in a couple weeks down the road about Jesus' baptism. I'm, I'll, I'll I'm lean to so that. So looking forward because to that. Because this so. talks about let us make man our image. So people like Jehovah Witness and Mormons will say, "Oh, he's talking about us because he created Jesus already, right. and so now it's us because it's him chilling with Jesus." Right. Jesus isn't the Christ yet, but he's right. at least there as a creation. 
Whereas for us, we flat out say, no, Jesus was always there since the beginning. Right. So now if we bounce, if we bounce yeah. back from, from Old Testament, right? Now we're going to bounce back into the New Testament because yet Jesus was still the instrument in, of God's creation. Mm-hmm. Right, so John one one through three, we we see this in the beginning, right? Not not halfway through, not in the New Testament, not after the four hundred years of silence of the prophets, not after the Maccabean wars, but in the beginning was the Word or the Logos, right? Mm-hmm. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the He was with God. So it's not saying God was; He's saying He was with God. This is referring to a different person. He was with God. In the beginning, all things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that had been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. And mm, later, preach it, brother. Preach and it. later on down the road in John, we find out who this, this word is, right? And the word is Jesus. Jesus. So uh, Paul says in Colossians 1.16, he said, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn uh, over all creation. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got some. Oh, 16 through 20. Whew. And I think I actually put tied in a little bit of 15. There. So, you need more coffee there, boss? You good? Hang on. Let me retract. That was my statement I wrote in there. I, I should have broke. I tried to like make the scriptures read and try to, so I, but I screwed up. But so he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. This is where we're going to, now we're going to dive into scripture, Colossians 16 through 20, 1, 16 through 20. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven. By uh, So that, that's the end of that, I think, right? No. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross, Whew, man, I'm really struggling tonight. Uh, so, so we see Here's the rest of my coffee. Buddy. We see Paul making this huge statement of who Jesus really was. Right, he was mm-hmm. the firstborn. He created all things, and all things are in him. He has dominion over everything. But uh, there's like a big but. Like he did all this, but there's still God the Father who does something different. Right, exactly. You so. Know? So even though uh, he is the image of uh, of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, in the company of the Holy Spirit, who was hovering over the prime. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I've really screwed this up. I don't know how these got all That's mixed why up. That's Genesis one too. Yeah. So now I'm getting into Genesis. So so we see who else uh, in the company of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus Christ Himself was in the company of the Holy Spirit in, back in creation in the beginning, and we see the Holy Spirit who was hovering over the primordial waters in Genesis one two. It says, "Now the earth was formless and empty; darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters." So only the doctrine of the Trinity can s- explain all this, right? Not under- uh, we, uh, but we might not be able to fully understand it. We may but... not fully understand it, but we see three distinctions happening so here. So I got a question scripture. for you then, a bit, a bit of a rebuttal question, so to speak. So okay. I may not in, be ready for it. it probably not. In, <laughs> in the Gospels, we hear, you know, when people are talking about seeing God and, and how do we see God in these different things, and Jesus said, well, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm-hmm. So would that have a little bit of... Because if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. So wouldn't that mean that they're kind of the same? Hold you your know? hold your question. Oh, we're gonna get into that later. I Ooh, think next week. We're okay. gonna get into that next week. Reason so for I don't want to. Reason for y'all to come back for part two. Yeah, I don't want to give it away. The okay, that's good. That's yet. good. That's so, good. Because that's, right. that's where my brain goes. I'm like, well, how do we answer this question? So then? We're, we're building. This is a whole, we're building this case, which isn't gonna hit the climax until next week. So this I like is, it, but you, you can't understand next week unless you hear this week. So don't turn off the podcast. <laughs> so the Torah hinted at the idea of God existing in multiple persons and predicting his coming in the flesh. The old Testament is filled with references to a coming world ruler to be born in Bethlehem, Micah five, two, who was not only God's son, Isaiah nine, six, but a Messiah who would be God in the flesh, Isaiah seven through 14. Uh, but the Jews were looking for and under Roman occupation, desperately hoping for a triumphant conquering Messiah, not a lowly servant. Isaiah 53, which I said, read this, but we're running out of time. So I would encourage you to read these scriptures. I'm going to kind of move along through this because we have quite a bit left to cover. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so uh, Israel failed to recognize the Son of God due to his uh, ordinariness. So Isaiah 53.2. I like again, that word, ordinariness. Ordinariness. Uh, Matthew 13.54 through 58. This is where he talked about he went back to his hometown teaching, and they're like, hey, isn't this uh, you know, Mary and Joseph's son? <laughs> you know, who, why, well, who is he? Why are we listening? Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they killed him for it, right? They killed him. They killed, they killed Christ for this. So in the years after the death of the last apostle, uh, I don't remember where I was going with that, other than that that uh, we see it riddled throughout the Old Testament that that but they were looking a, forward to that God, some like God that. existed in multiple persons and He was predicting the death in His coming flesh, right? Yep. That that Jesus was going. They predicted Jesus was come, going to come and going to die. Isaiah fifty three. If you don't read anything else, read Isaiah fifty three, the forbidden chapter is what the, the Jewish people call it. Hmm. Um, so in the years uh, after the death of the last apostle, John, there were many attempts by Christian theologians to define and explain God to the church. Explanations of spiritual reality to earthly uh, earthly beings will always fall short. Some teachers' explanations were a bit off, while others sank into straight-up heresy. There into straight-up heresy. There is put forth in post-apostolic uh, times range from Jesus being all God and only appearing to be human or docetism uh, to his being created rather than eternal adoptionism or Arianism. Arianism. Thank you. And others to there being three separate gods in the same family, uh, tritheism mm-hmm. uh, to the one God playing three different roles at the same time or at, at different times, modalism or monarchism, monarchism. Wow. <laughs> a lot of isms, and basically so, these were all just different beliefs. So that just people different had beliefs in the early that, church. Yeah. Well, these were these were different heresies that people went not, off, and not, as not, they were not different beliefs in the church. Don't don't quote me on that. But yeah. the early beliefs in early this parts is where of people Christians, people were trying to explain. They, they were trying to figure they, this crap out. They saw something there. They saw the distinctions, but they weren't a hundred percent sure why, and so they were trying to come up with reasons why. So as no religion can exist without knowing who or what its followers worship. There was a great need to define God in a way that all followers of Christianity would agree upon as quote unquote official or official or orthodox doctrine. And if Jesus were not God, all Christians were heretics for worshiping a created being, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't you don't ever worship the creature, you worship, worship the, the creator. creator. Yeah. yeah. So it seems that the church father Tertullian, I love uh, Tertullian. AD 160 to 255 was the first to apply the term Trinity to God. Uh, Tertullian uses the term in against Praxius, uh, written in tw- uh, two thirteen, to explain and defend the Trinity against the teaching of the contemporary uh, of his contemporary Praxius, who uh, espoused the uh, Mar- Monarchian heresy, uh, which is also what we call the modalism. Uh, from there, we can jump forward over a century of church discussion, schisms, and debate to the Council of Nicaea in three twenty five when the Trinity was finally confirmed as the official church doctrine. So all, all, all that right. information and came so from God's question. so it's the fact of the early church was trying to figure this stuff out. And even though Tertullian was the first to officially, as far as what we have for records of written down, he was the first to use it back in 213. It's the fact of the early church has been defending this doctrine. He finally just put a, for lack of a better word, a title, right. a category or a descriptor, a, a, a descriptor sure. of what this actually is and what it means. Right. So, to dive in a little bit deeper okay. into the history of the church and the beliefs of the of the Trinity and and kind of how everything spanned out um, to get us to uh, kind of up to the point of of um, <laughs> of where we were just talking about with Tertullian. Um, so th- this little article snippet comes. It's, it's called the Trinity Apologetics. It comes from Nambi dot net north american mission board yeah namby nam namby all right so uh this is what they say they say many christian i'm sorry many christians many people who reject the doctrine of the trinity argue that it developed after the time of the apostles most critics of the trinity point to the council of nicaea in ad 325 and the council of constantinople in ad 381 as the events that introduced the doctrine of the trinity into the church this claim is not supported by the historical record. This can be shown by examining the writings of Christians before the councils of Nicaea, Nicaea and Constantinople. 
Uh, Clement of Rome wrote a letter to the church at Corinth around A.D. 96. In this letter, he explains God in terms compatible with the doctrine of the Trinity. He writes, Do we not have one God, one Christ, one spirit of grace which was poured out on us? Uh, Clement also writes, uh, For as God lives and as the Lord Jesus Christ lives and the Holy Spirit on whom the elect believe in hope, uh, he, that was in his bid page 70. So in addition, the Trinitarian formula of Matthew 28, 19 is quoted twice in the Didache, uh, a church manual written around uh, 90 to 100 AD. Um, Ignatius of Antioch wrote several letters before his death in AD 117. He affirmed both the humanity and the deity of Jesus Christ in his letters to the Ephesians. The source of, of your unity and election is genuine suffering, which you undergo by the will of the Father and of Jesus Christ our God. In the same letter, he also writes, There is only one physician of flesh yet spiritual, born yet unbegotten, God incarnate, genuine life in the midst of death, sprung from Mary as well as God, first subject to suffering, then beyond it, Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, Ibid, page 90. Uh, in his letter to Romans, uh, Ignatius also refers to Jesus Christ as our God, uh, another Christ, early Christian uh, named Justin wrote his first apology about AD 155. In this writing, he declares that the Son is divine. So the doctrine of the Trinity is also implied in uh, Athengorus, Athengorus's plea, I think is how it is, Athengorus's plea to emperors Marcus Aurelius and Lucius Aurelius in AD 176 through 77. Uh, and he said, the son is the father and the father is, uh, I'm sorry, the son is in the father and the father in the son by the unity and power of the spirit. So again, three distinctions made right there. Mm -hmm. um, Athengorus repeats his Trinitarian position later in his plea. We speak of God, of his son, his word, and the Holy Spirit. And we say that the father, the son, and the spirit are united in power. So this is back in 176 and 177 AD. So this was way before the Nicene Creed, mm -hmm. or the, I'm sorry, the Council of Nicaea. So Irenaeus of Lyons wrote in his work against heresies in the late second century, he writes, Christ Jesus, our Lord and God and Savior and King, according to the pleasure of the invisible Father. At about the same time, Tertullian argued that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one God in the treatise against Praxius. Uh, let's see. Which we uh, talked about earlier. Which we just on. talked yeah. about. So uh, other early Christians also affirmed their belief in the doctrine of the Trinity, including Origen, AD 185 through 254, and Novatian of Rome, which is mid-3rd century. So to put a bow on it, the early church, even before the Council of Nicaea and the Nicaean Creed, they'd be talking about a distinction between They're, God the Father, God the Son, and God may, the Holy Spirit since pretty much the beginning of what they could. Yeah, they, they may not have had the word Trinity, uh, labeled on it, but they were separate, but they had the distinction in between the three. They, they were three persons in one essence. Mm -hmm. So to start landing this episode, okay, we're going to just take a quick dive down to some objections to the doctrine of the Trinity. Okay. This is kind of a left turn because I didn't know how else to end this first episode. <laughs> so, so, so these are counter arguments against so these are, these are, these the are Trinity, these against are some, the doctrine of the Trinity. These are some arguments that people use or, or say against the Trinity and then that counter argument of why that doesn't make sense and it, the Trinity is correct. So one of the things they say, if Jesus is God, then he prayed to himself. Right? So okay. This is where they don't see the distinction. They see the oneness, right? Jesus is God, and God is Jesus. Right, because if Jesus is God, he's praying right. to himself. That's so, just lunatic. Which, like, yeah, that's lunatic. Right. Yeah. So uh often it is uh this is comes this comes from uh desiring God. It says often uh it is objected if Jesus is God, then he must have prayed to himself while he was on earth. But the answer to this objection lies in simply applying that we have already seen uh, what we have already seen. While Jesus and the Father are both God, they are different persons. Thus, Jesus prayed to God the Father without praying to himself. In fact, it was precisely the continuing dialogue between the Father and the Son. So Matthew three sixteen through 17 says, when Jesus was baptized, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him. 
And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. And the voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom, whom I am well pleased. Matthew 17.5 says, While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud covered them, and the voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. John 5, 19 through 23 says, Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, the son is not able to do anything on his own, but only that he's uh, what he sees the father doing for whatever the father does. The son likewise does these things for the father loves the son and the son, uh, the son and shows him everything he is doing. And he will show him great, greater works than these. Uh, so that you may be amazed. And just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so the Son also gives life to those uh, to whom he wants. The Father, in fact, judges not one, but all, uh, but has given all judgment to the Son, so that all people may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. John eleven forty one through 42 says, so they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. Uh, I thank you that you heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd standing here, I said this so that they may believe you sent me. Again, this is, he's talking, uh, raising Lazarus from the dead is when all this is happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, John 17, one through five says, Jesus spoke these things, looked up to the heaven and said, Father, the hour has come, glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. Uh, since you gave him authority over all people so that he may give eternal life to everyone that has, uh, that you have given him. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and the one you have sent Jesus Christ. I've glorified you on earth by completing the work you gave to me. Now, father glorify me in your presence with that glory. I had with you before the world existed. So, uh, we see the dialogue between the father and the son mm -hmm. that furnishes the best evidence that they are distinct persons with distinct centers of consciousness because no one prays to themselves. Right. I mean, it kind of goes <laughs> back to the old C.S. Lewis conversation around what people do with Jesus is the fact of he's either a liar as in he's just complete full of crap and he's nothing that he said he was. He was legit loony, like his lunatic, right. his lunatic or he's Lord. Right. And so and it kind of goes back to that same argument that Andy Stanley likes to make is when you start at Jesus and the resurrection, if a man really died and came back from the dead, we have to see what he taught and believe what he taught. And what did he teach? He taught the fact that he's praying to the father, right. which means if he's not a lunatic, cause this stuff actually happened, he was praying to somebody else. Right. Exactly. To yeah. himself, right. Exactly. Which creates well, that degree I, you, of separation. Yeah, you can't have the dialogue with one person. Yeah. Unless you're just, I mean, people do all the time. I see them. The inner dialogue. I, I, well, no, I see them talking to themselves, walking down the street, but we normally go, they're nuts. Like they, they got, they're, they're a few fries short of a happy meal. They got a but are they, screws loose. Are they actually talking to them? I mean, you know, they think that they have, it's usually a multiple personality disorder. Yeah, so they yeah. think they're talking to somebody else. That's what it's uh, thinking. Right. No, no normal sane person talks to them. And that's it. It's no, no sane person. So he must they, be a lunatic. You may have that, doing. you may have that inner dialogue, but you're not praying to your inner dialogue. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right, and, and, and that's exactly my point. That's so, exactly the point, yeah. The last thing, and this is kind of where I want to end this week's episode. Okay, put a big fat pause. And then we're going to put a big old fat cliffhanger pause on it. Okay. Is, uh, another objection is, how is God one? Uh, and we would answer that. He is one essence. And then how is God three? Uh, he is three in person. Essence and person are not the same thing. God is one in a certain way, his essence, and three in a different way, persons. Since God is one in a different way, then he is three. The Trinity is not a contradiction. Uh, there would only be a contradiction if we said that God is three in the same way that he is one, which is like pfft, totally confusing, right? But again, it comes back to we're talking about essence and person. There are three distinct persons, one essence. I just want to keep hitting that over. Right. And it goes back to that, that, that diagram of God, the father is God. God, the son is God. God, the Holy spirit is God, but the father's not the son. The son's not the Holy spirit. They, and the Holy spirit's not the father. They all have the same will, same mind. And, and, but they are they're three equal. They're equal. They're equal in co power, equal, equal in essence, but they're right. separate in powers and in roles and, right. And, and even their function in, in all of humanity in, in Christianity. So, so to give a little teaser of what we're talking about next week, what do we have to look forward to to continue so, this conversation? So next, we've done a lot of work already, man. So next week, we're going to look at several things about the Trinity in the Bible. So we're going to talk about uh, there is one God. The Trinity consists of three persons. The members of the Trinity are distinguished one from another in various passages. Each member of the Trinity is God. There is uh, sub, uh, subordination within the Trinity. The individual members of the Trinity have different tasks. 
And then we're going to talk about a few of the other heresies that came out and how it applies to us today. What does it actually mean? There is a lot of content next week. We're going to go through a couple of the scriptures, and then we're just going to give you the scripture references after that because there is so, again, we're taking, I tried to go from an 80,000 foot view. We're going to take a 30,000 foot view, but we're going to give you all the content and all the research where I got all the research from so that you can go and take that 5,000 and 1,000 foot you know, foot view and study more on your Sounds own. good to me. Should we land the plane then? Let's land it. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dude, let's land this plane. So what fun fact do you have for us to end this episode on, man? So the fun fact of the day, did you know, Mark, that paint, used to be stored in pig bladders. What the heck? What? The, the bladder was sealed with a string and then pricked to get the paint out. This option wasn't the best because it, it would often... to get the paint yeah, out? Yeah, and then it was, wasn't the best because it would often break open. What the uh, crap? American Man, pa- yeah, no duh. <laughs> American painter John G. Rand was the in, uh, innovator who in the 19th century made paint tubes with tin and screw caps. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so... 19th century, the 1800s. 1800s before before that, it was all carried in pig bladders. What the actual crap? <laughs> I love when I get you, man. You're like, That's what nasty. is going on? Yeah, so can you imagine being like, well, man, you know how you- I pick- just got to go load real quick and get me a, get, <laughs> well, get me a, think get about me it. a pig bladder full of that how many agreeable times, gray. How many times have you bought paint and never used all of it, and so you keep it in the can, right? 100%, in case, yeah. In case you got to do any touch-ups. Yeah. Can you imagine doing that with a pig bladder? You can't, but, I mean, but it talks about the time. Starts so it's like, rat, so, so they <laughs> seal it, and then when you want to get the paint out, you got to prick it. Prick it, and then it drips. Yeah, but what you can the tip actual the back heck, so- man? <laughs> yeah, so, so interesting. I mean, recent. Okay, so what? What was the other? We, we've had um, who who did stuff with dung? Was it like alligator that dung or the, something? That, the, the crocodile, the yeah, crocodile dung. The Egyptians used it for like face masks. What's up with you and some weird then, animal fun facts lately, man? And then man? the 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 uh, they they used to also use the mice to help with their toothaches. They'd put it in their mouth for toothaches. So what I'm hearing us say is people are gross, <laughs> and we are very or very they blessed. We are. You know, just be, I think so, this is the classic thing of just because you can probably next, doesn't I think mean that you should. I think it's next week we have another e- old Egyptian oh, fun fact. Goodness, man. <laughs> Dude, you know what is a fun fact, though? What's that? That people are still hanging out with us by That's the end right. of this episode. I'm that so is the happy. real fun fact. People are really hanging out with us this long. But we want to continue the conversation with you guys. So head over to our Facebook group, Real Talk Christian Podcast online community. It's growing every single day yep. where we are trying to build a community where you guys can encourage one another, engage with the, what we're having with these conversations, take it to another level to keep having these conversations. And hey, maybe even find some new Christian brothers and sisters just to connect and do life with. Definitely. And don't forget to go over to the YouTube channel and type in Real Talk Christian Podcast. Hit that subscribe button and the bell notification Ding. so that when we're on you're you know, <laughs> I love it, man. Well, reach out to us anywhere, whether it's Carrier Pigeon or Instagram, Facebook, DM, smoke signals, smoke signals, text number, or you can find out all this information at the website at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Come back next week, part two of the Trinity, and we're going to we'll jump right back into it. Huh? Yeah, hopefully we don't confuse you more than we already have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, hey, until then, guys, take it easy.